the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour podcast. Justin, don't pick your nose, and you better definitely not eat it, you little freak. Um, It's been a while since I've been back, and uh, the reason is because I'm... Like the barista today that I met at Starbucks moving to Florida, and it's been very difficult to organize everything. And we'll get back to all of the reasons and the only conclusion you can come to if you're trapped in Illinois and you've recently experienced a massive increase to all of your necessities. But whatever you do, don't refer to it as inflation, because that is simply massive taxation. But we're going to get back to that. I have a couple of things I want to talk about first. And if you care to participate, we are live today. And uh, my, my, I got here late. I don't have a cigar in my hand. I didn't have the proper amount of coffee. So you're probably going to get on if you call 312-642-5600. Because there are a couple topics I think we need to, to broach and to correct. Now, the, fun of the funny thing happened to me while I was in the airport yesterday. Um, coming in late afternoon. I uh, had to buy my ticket last minute. And um, I went to the... When you buy a ticket last minute, and I don't travel with a bag, so I buy the, I buy the cheapest one I can, for God's sakes. I got kids in school. Um, so you don't get to pick your seat. So I go to the ticket agent, and I'm like, listen, is there any way I could maybe upgrade? And she's like, ah, you know, I, you bought this ticket. She's like, well, maybe at the time of check-in um, at the gate, if the flight doesn't fill up, we can move you around. And I give her my driver's license, and she says, Sean Thompson, Chicago. I've heard this name. I've heard this name. And it turns out... Her sister lives in Chicago with us, and she is the sweetest lady. And I promised her yesterday that I would tell her thank you for listening because it turns out her sister's a big fan of the morning answer on AM560. And after I gave her my license and I went through, she called her sister and she's like, wait a minute, that's AM560, that's Sean from Oma Park. And you know she bumped me up in my seat. So thank you to you fans, conservative fans out there in Florida. I got the whole exit road myself yesterday. So thank you and yay to me. Um, but another reason it's important to identify is that even in these socialist enclaves of Illinois, there are conservative people. There are fundamental Americans who believe in the American system as they were taught, as they were told, not how it operates today. And um, it's important that we, do, we continue to pound the principles of what Americanism is and not get torn off into these tribalization wars. That... 
being said, there is a movement out there that is as detrimental to freedom and liberty as the socialists disguised as Democrats today. And that is the never Trumpers. Now, I've been called this by Trump fans, by fans of this station who want to hear, to a certain extent, like that diamond and silk bullshit rah-rah stuff. And they want to hear the echo chamber talking point arguments rather than do what I think talk radio is, which is a terrestrial think tank for everybody. For the ordinary man, this is what talk radio, in my opinion, was meant to be. And this is the only way shows should take on specific issues. Otherwise, what you have happen is you have a happy servant. And that's what government has always been in a war with the citizen to to perpetrate on the citizen, to control through different visions of patriotism, through propaganda, through misinformation. So I think the war isn't between Democrats and Republicans. The war is between the pro-statist big government manipulator and Svengali and the citizens who unfortunately are cast into subjugation by ignorance. That's what is happening. It isn't Democrats and Republicans and they're bad and we're good. It's that anyone who would preach a totalitarian vision of a utopia is lying to you because they understand that only through a happy servant can a tyrant exist. And this is what we have going on. So to me, I can look at the, at the different issues and try to focus on what the major problem is. And I don't like binary choices. Anybody that listens to, listens to the podcast and has listened in the past to the shows knows binary choices and the lesser of two evils is losing in slow motion. Now, you can pretend you're winning, and the reality is you're not. However, there is, a, there is something that must be done in the name of, of principles and fundamentals, and that is not a blind reaction and a hatred so that you can't reason. And this was really exhibited... On, on the morning answer the other day, and I'm searching for her name because Justin went from picking his nose to going to the bathroom to blow his nose, and um, there was a a girl on yesterday. I believe her name was Swalwell, but I wanna I wanna get it right. Um, damn it, where is this thing? Man, I tweet a lot. Um, where is her name? Where is her name? Anyway, she was on the show, and she is the head of the Never Trumpers, and she writes for a blog slash news organization in um in Washington and she is the pretend conservative who blindly rejects anything Trump because certain Trump issues and basically his entire economic plan is a scam, is a fraud. And that to me is un is is inexcusable. It really is inexcusable when you can't decipher the issues and you simply reject somebody because of a hatred. And what you, you're you doing in turn, Sarah Longwell, that was it. Here we go. Uh, DC uh, publisher for thebulwark.com. She's a mom. She's all this stuff. But anyway, she was on the morning answer, and she's a never-Trumper. And she had the audacity to say, from a conservative perspective, that given the choice, and her, her selection was, was really telling, between Donald Trump, and uh, Buttigieg, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, 
and Joe Biden, she would support one of the two walking frauds versus our fraud, Donald Trump. And I know it's my, how could you say it? And the reason I say it is because of the propaganda you're hearing um, by his sycophants as they promote an economic collectivism that is almost mind-boggling to anyone who hasn't voted socialist in the past. So what is happening, unfortunately, to me is a perfect storm, where I believe that that this new dilemma between um, Carl's Angels, as I like to call them, or I think Dan calls them the Spice Girls, the Socialist Spice Girls, or the four walking, barely, the, the really juvenile kids that are congresswomen that are trying to sell us socialism, controlled socialism, and they all happen to... to uh, affiliate with foreign countries that are really steeped in controversy and government control, whether it's Somalia or I think it's Puerto Rico where Ocasio-Cortez is, right? I, I can't decide which. I don't think she can decide which uh, which uh, Latin country she wants to be from. But um, what you're seeing is is these girls are, are throwing up the shield of racism against the criticism of socialism. And that is something that happens and has been happening uh, here in Chicago for 30 years, as the majority of our socialists hid behind race. But it is something that has been exported to the national level, and it is extremely, extremely dangerous when we allow true racists, even though they're from a minority race, to put up a virtue shield of race so that you cannot criticize the sedition of socialism they're trying to implement in an otherwise free country. And it's working to the, cert- to, to the extent of a lot of uh, never-Trumpers are siding with the socialists because they have such a hatred, such a, such a, 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 just a disgust of Donald Trump that they can't see the forest through the trees. And that seems to be a problem. And that movement is growing bigger, and it is hiding behind conservatism, and libertarianism. And that is a situation where we set ourselves up, the people who are not Republicans and Democrats, to not just suffer through years of a socialist being in control, but through discrediting your message because of your, your own hatred that you can't see the issue. And that is what is evident to me when I hear phony libertarians and phony conservatives like uh, Swalwell come out and advocate, I would suffer and I would put my name behind a Joe Biden or a Pete Buttigieg. It is a certain level of stupidity and self-defeatism that I find nauseating and that I cannot tolerate to go unchecked or unquestioned. Because to me, to pick evil versus the lesser of two evils in an idea to kill the evil together is a certain kind of stupid that only 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 self-loathing people could come up with. You always put the good fight forward. You always reject the 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 statism, the Keynesian fraud of Trumponomics that it is. And you still identify that if a binary choice exists, you have two options. You pick the one that most aligns with you or you sit the damn thing out. Both has a certain level of virtue that I can understand. 
But to simply throw your your support behind an open socialist, dare I say communist, like Buttigieg, is beyond stupid. And it would only be advocated by someone so full of hate they can't intellectually put up an argument anymore. So that's what we try to do. That's what I try to do on this show. I try to put up an argument, call out the fraud on my side, because after all, that's the only side we can control. The only side we have any kind of sway with, any kind of input with, is obviously the Republican side. The socialists who are hiding as Democrats, they discount their own supporters and buy them off through different welfare and different programs so that they can cloak and deceive the statism under a a, a so-called Democrat option. And you know something that works? Majority of their people have sold their dignity. They're willing to get in line. They are so covetous and envious of anybody with more than them. They want government to be used as a weapon against the people who achieve. Kind of like the Republicans are doing now with Google. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm definitely doing that. Because the idea you throw a big name. And and Ted Cruz, and and if you listen to me over the election of 16, nobody was a bigger Ted Cruz supporter than me. Now, you folded like a little bitch when you were attacked because you couldn't argue. You couldn't get through to people. So you folded and you stepped in line. Now what you've done is even worse. You've contradicted your own principles that you say are principles. And you're trying to steal uh, uh, the show and come off as a conservative as you advocate for a government seizure of a private company. Which I find just disgusting. Just absolutely disgusting. Now we don't have, do we have um, Ted Cruz, kid? I don't see it up here, Ted Cruz. Because I would really like to go to him. But instead we have somebody, five? One, two, three. Oh, D. Prager, five. All right, look, thank you very much, kid. The number one financial supporter of the Hillary Clinton campaign in the 2016 election was the parent company of Google, Alphabet, who was our first witness. They were her number one financial donor, and your testimony is, through their deceptive search methods, they moved 2.6 million votes in her direction. I would think anybody... Now, what they've done is quite deceiving. They've taken the same argument that the socialist uses against the Koch brothers, and now they implement it towards Google. And they've done the same thing the eco-Nazi does, where they found some phony, fraud, intellectual doctor who's going to manipulate data to contort a reaction and emotion so that you take your eye off of what he's actually demanding here. And that is the public seizure of a private entity. That's what Ted Cruz, and I'm sorry and I love him too, Dennis Prager are advocating, and it is an atrocity. An atrocity. Let's listen to the rest of it. Whether or not you favor one candidate or another should be deeply dismayed about a handful of Silicon Valley billionaires having that much power over our elections to silently and deceptively shift vote outcomes. Again, with respect, I must correct you. The 2.6 million is a rock bottom minimum Mm. The range is between 2.6 and 10.4 million, depending on how aggressively they used the techniques that I've been studying now for six and a half years. So based on this cooked, friendly doctor and data, we are to believe 
that Google needs to lose its private company status and rights. These are the same people who for three years told me how a baker doesn't have to bake a cake for somebody he doesn't want to work for. You don't have to use Google because you're lazy and incompetent is no excuse to call for tyranny. Google has hundreds of competitors. Just because you're too stupid to know the names or too inept to use them doesn't mean you get the call for the iron fist of government to seize a private company. And I don't care if they are 100% in the tank for Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden or Joe Materaz. I don't care. It is a private company. You don't like it, don't use it. They're not too big. You you didn't buy the too big to fail when they paid off their friends, did you? And you're certainly not going to buy the too big to avoid when it comes to a freaking search engine or software company or a company that makes phones. You always have alternatives. Ultimately, your alternative is not to participate at all. You don't like it, don't use it. See, that's a principle. You can get pulled off into the weeds where you're advocating for your own special brand of tyranny because it makes you feel warm and fuzzy as you say, I'm a conservative, and you advocate for the exact policies of the Soviet because this is the new conservatism. See, the new conservatism, is, as you hear me fight, is economic skullduggery and Keynesian fraud. Government-controlled economy from five fat asses in Washington. That's the new conservatism. Yay, look at me. I, I, like, I like tariffs here and tariffs there. And forget, we won't focus on the lobbyists that Lighthouser is. We won't focus on the scams and who's making money during the Trump tariffs and how much money is going back into their fat-ass pockets. We'll just pretend it's the new conservatism. And whatever we do, we don't look at the debt and their spending and all the other bullshit because we're conservatives now. Okay, you want me to swallow that pill. Put mustard on it and eat it, right? And now you want me to follow because it's Dennis Prager and uh, uh, Ted Cruz that now this is the new conservatism. If you don't like how a company is politically aligned or their ideology or even how they have proprietary control over their algorithms, then you just seize it, right? It's as sickening to me as to listening to this other dimwit Ocasio-Cortez or Durbin or Omar or Talib. It's the same shit on a different side of the spectrum. And you're telling me how this is conservative? Oh, it's Ted Cruz. You're the same people who thought he had 55 mistresses. His father helped Oswald kill Kennedy. You're the same one who bought Trump's bullshit when he was knocking him soup to nuts. Now, now all of a sudden you like him. You know why? Because he's saying what you, what you want him to say. You see the difference in principle? I used to like him. Now I think he's a piece of shit. You see how that works? Because I let the principle decide. Not somebody I like telling me what to think. That's the difference. It's, it, it's truly despicable to me. And now, listen, I love Dennis Prager. Do you know one of the first shows, I didn't listen to talk radio. Can you, can you believe it? I'm sure you can in there, kid, because you, you know this isn't a radio show. I didn't listen to radio, talk radio, because I was too busy working. When I had to do a career change in 2005, I was driving in the car. I never drove in the car. I used to stand on the trading floor. And I start listening. Dennis Prager is one of the first ones, and I loved him. I loved his approach. I still, to this day, love him and love his per- approach. And I believe he is a religious, righteous man who wants the best things. But he's wrong. He's 110% wrong. Because what he's complaining about 
is what happens to his material on someone else's venue, on someone else's business. Never mentioning to you, and here's where I really dislike about this. He has his own website where no one, no one can control the content but him. Why isn't it good enough that everything he says can be on his website? All your lazy ass has to do is go to it. Because he's trying to rally cry the people who are too inept and too lazy to search for their own information. He wants it as convenient as possible, even if calling for the control of the company goes against every fiber he stands up for, or said he did. This is the reality, and this is where we are in America. It's not the tyranny you reject, it's just somebody else's. The whole time, demanding your own tyranny. And the group that is calling for the absence of all force is nothing. It's infinitesimal now, right? Because you can be categorized. I could sit here and tell you how this so-called Never Trump or Swalwell is as ignorant and as controlling and as deceitful as Ocasio-Cortez. It doesn't matter. Because I speak against Trump, I'm a Never Trumper. I'm in the same category as her. This is what has happened, is that the intellectual principles of America are nil, nothing, zippo. Because it takes some times where you have to call against your own interest and stand on your own principle. It's a conflict sometimes. Sometimes that's a conflict. Sometimes it doesn't benefit you at all to demand for freedom and liberty. In fact, most of the time it doesn't. And it's a shame how fast we turn because we sometimes like the messenger. Now, I haven't listened to the clips, kid. I'm going to try it anyway because I think I'm right, and we'll see if I'm right. I've been a research psychologist for nearly... No, that's not the one I want. It is an honor to be invited to speak love, love the voice. in the United States Senate, but I wish I were not so honored because the subject of this hearing, Google and YouTube's, and for that matter, Twitter Dude, and Facebook's suppression long? of Internet content on ideological grounds, threatens the future of America more than any external enemy. How does it threaten the future of America more than any external terror, uh, enemy? I, do you realize how many people don't use Facebook? And don't use Google? You're advocating the government seizure of these companies because you feel they're a necessity, because you feel they're influential. That is the exact same argument Dick Durbin makes against the Koch brothers and their companies. I, I, I'm, I, I'm having a very difficult time being told that this is the kind of call for, a, for government force that I have to get behind. And then the same people are telling me that Ocasio-Cortez's call for government force, that I have to reject. Why can't we reject it all? Shouldn't you reject it all? I think you should. Because if you support this, and I love him, if you support Dennis Prager's in fact, never in American call history for government has force, there been as strong why do you reject Cortez's? freedom of speech as there is today? Before addressing this, however, I think it important that you know a bit about me and the organization I co-founded, Prager University, PragerU, as it is often referred to. And at Prager University and PragerU has its own site. Everything he wants to post, he is free to post on that site. There is no government overlord that controls the content of his own site. So if you're a Dennis Prager fan... And you want to go to Dennis Prager University? Why don't you have to go to his site? Why do you have to go to Google and Yahoo, or I mean YouTube, and, and, and somehow they're supposed to conform to the principles of Dennis Prager? I mean, after all, 
isn't that the same thing that as I was just saying, there's obviously no playbook for how to respond to racist attacks from a sitting president. How have you um, gone about formulating your response, figuring out the right way for you to absorb these attacks from the president and to um, talk to the country in the way that you have ever since this started? Look, uh, many of us, as I said today, uh, when we're brown and black in this country, have been subjected to the old racist trope of go back to where you came from, um, whether it happens on a school playground or uh, inside. One believes she's being sanctioned because of, of race. She's being attacked because of race. The other thinks he's being sanctioned and attacked because of his principles of conservatism. In the meantime, they're looking for an arbitrator to force people to do something they don't want to do. That's the one thing they, that the new conservatism and the old socialist has in common. They want to implement and, and weaponize government power against their enemy to force them to do something. See, that used to be, when I was a kid, that was how you knew what tyranny was. The minute a law was created and it was based in force, it was tyrannical. It was unjust. You know, like Obamacare. The minute it was steeped in forced behavior and control, it used to be tyranny. Now it's conservative. Now it's democratic. And in the meantime, we're pulled off into, into the phony morality of it all. There's a phony morality. It is evil for a political view to set a, a, a proprietary algorithm to not kick out information it doesn't, or to, or to kick out information it likes and to reject information it doesn't like. Now it's evil. Now we invoke uh, God. We invoke morality, just like Ocasio-Cortez when she says it's immoral to be a billionaire, or just like little Dick Durbin. Joining us now is Senator Dick Durbin. He's the Democratic whip who also serves on the Judiciary Committee. Senator, thanks so much for being with us this morning. Have you been surprised by your Republican colleagues' response to the president's suggestion that these lawmakers of color leave the country? Sadly, no. Unfortunately, the Republican Party of the United States, uh, this party of Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, Ronald Reagan, George Herbert Walker Bush, is surrendering its soul to Donald Trump. To think that this president can make the kind of racist, reprehensible Surrender statements soul, huh? he's made without uh, a reaction from Republicans. So only his view has a soul. Day in the history of this party. Well, listen, there has been reaction. I mean, 19 of them came out with some form of condemnation, uh, some stronger than others, some much weaker than others. And, and what you often heard was they would condemn what the president said in one sentence and then pivot right away to criticizing also these four female lawmakers. So let me just, I mean, one example is Senator Lindsey Graham. So let me just play for you how Lindsey Graham reacted. We all know that AOC and this crowd are a bunch of communists. They hate Israel. They hate our own country. They're calling the guards uh, along our border, the Border Patrol agents, concentration camp guards. Uh, they accuse people who support Israel of doing it for the Benjamins. Uh, they're anti-Semitic. They're anti-America. Don't get down. Aim higher. So, I mean, that's basically all he has to say to the president was aim higher than, than that. I can tell you the fact that you can count on uh, 
just 19 Republicans to step up and say anything negative of all those who identify with the Republican Party of the United States just tells it all, as far as I'm concerned. My friend and colleague, whom I've worked with over the what years, a, Senator Graham, really was off base in the things that he said about these four women, calling them communists. Come on. They are you know, communists, that goes, and so back are you. The darkest periods in American history where critics of our government, even if I despise and disagree with their views, are branded as communist. We've reached that point. No, that's not what it is. The Republican Party is prepared to accept this president's racist statements against these four women. I mean, the fact that he would say to it's not these women, three of whom were born in the United States, to go back to where they came from, what in the hell is that supposed to mean? That is white nationalism at its worst. There we go. First of all, what they're advocating is absolutely a form of communism. Each one of the four have a degree of communism. That's what socialism is. It's communism without uniforms, and they are each advocating for it. So Lindsey Graham is exactly for the first time ever, and I didn't, I'm not one of these guys I liked. Uh, I didn't like him, now I like him. I still don't like him. Is he right once in a while about as much as a blind squirrel finds a nut? Okay, he's right every once in a while, but that's it. Even in his speech, the other thing, the advocation for absolute and total financial uh, uh, support for a nation other than our own, it sickens me. You want to be pro-Israel? Be pro-Israel in your mind. What do you force us to give $11.5 million a day to him for? One of the most successful countries on the planet, and we're subsidizing them. Can we have two, can we have two different views on it? Okay, I think they have a right to exist. Wonderful. Now they exist. Good, peace be with you. Move on. What do I got to pay you every goddamn day for? So I, I, I think you can have two sets of opinions on that. The other thing is, when, when you're fighting the isms, this isn't racism. This is anti-socialism, anti-collectivism, anti-statism. Because it's advocated by somebody who is in a minority race doesn't make me, who rejects it, a racist. It makes me a principled person who doesn't want to be a slave in the name of correcting slavery. As each one of them, by the way, are advocates for reparations, which the idea that reparations has the steam it has in today's American politics shows you just how far uh, uh, we've degraded ourselves as, as, as our ideology that we can't put up an argument of, hey, what about us who are descendants from people who fought on the blue team? Do I have to pay the reparations? And does the black slave owner, does he get the reparations or does he pay them? I can't figure the damn thing out. Because you, you've dragged us into the deep water of social engineering and phony morality. Where all of a sudden, generations today must pay or benefit from generations of yesterday. And at this, these are the same people who want to control the reparations. They want to attack inheritance money. I, I, the, the, the schizophrenic immorality of these positions make my head explode. Just how freaking stupid do you have to be to be on either one of these parties' teams? How stupid do you have to be to wave a Republican or Democrat flag? Sickening to me. Do you hear the conflicting messages? And it's, it's a schizophrenia that doesn't even wait at 24 hours, often in the same conversation. And for some reason, we don't have the fundamental footing to reject a statism, whether it's promoted by Democrats or Republicans. I find it ridiculous to me. And that goes, you know, here's the other thing. We're living in Illinois for the, those, for the majority of you people listening. We're living the reality of a virtuous statism, right? 
Every time they increase the taxes, it's because of virtue. Well, we have to live up to a certain obligation. We have to take care of X, Y, Z people. You don't want to deprive so-and-so's kids of this, that, and the other thing. You're living in it. How, how, when does it come around? When does all of this control work? How does it, how does it work? Somebody show me what it looks like when we reach this, this Chicago Democrat, National Socialist Democrat idea of utopia. How does it work? Do I take every dollar and we throw it in the pile and you kick back? Kind of like you let me keep now through your abuse of taxation? I mean, at least you make me feel like it's one-on-one, right? At least we're dancing just me and you. So do you want to just get rid of that? We all just, nobody gets a check anymore. And at the end of the week, you just tell us what we get to keep. Because that's the way it looks in Chicago. You can come up with creative different ways to tax it, but that's how it looks. And by the way, that's what you want to do with every damn thing in in the nation anyway. That's how you want uh, insurance to work. That's how you want income to work. That's how you want housing to work. As I listen to, I'm in housing. And I listen to this imbecile Harris say that the problem is nobody has a house. How Listen, let's give all the poor people my house. Let's give them all my house. They could pay my taxes. They could pay my maintenance. They could get fined by the village when they don't cut the grass every week. Let's give them my house. Because in the end, what you've done is take mine away from me through these various degrees of tyranny. That's the wonderful thing about all this propaganda. Immigrants. You want to give the immigrants insurance? Give them my insurance. I pay $2,000 a week. I got a $15,000 or $2,000 a month. I got a $15,000 deductible. Who wants to come here? from Uganda, and sign up for that. Huh? How about you in South America? Come on, Brazilians. Let's go. Everybody on board. 2000 a month. Send it to Blue Cross Blue Shield. And by the way, they keep acquiring more buildings and, and, and are expanding their investment portfolio. But they're taking a bath on insurance, huh? Everything's a freaking scam. And you get tooled around by these, in, by these incompetents. Both Lindsey Graham and Dick Durbin are two flaccid, old, forest-preserved-dwelling Half men. And they're the guys in charge of everything. See, this is why we're supposed to have a republic and not a version of government where we're subjugated by their choices, by their decisions, by their whims, by their pay-to-play schemes. So what I want to do is tear the whole damn thing down and go back to the principles and rebuild because you cannot correct the ship anymore. Sorry, it's just too far gone, like Illinois. Can't correct it. I can get off the ship, in Il- the Illinois ship, and go to another one. I can't get off the America ship. So Donald Trump uh, hits a little point of that. And by the way, he's right. I got to say, he's right. Now, he's been edited on various talk shows. He's been uh, uh, cherry-picked in the in this grand sentence of what he said to, to stoke the, the uh, propaganda by the Democrats as he's a racist. But in what he said is about the ideology of these countries. The context of what he said is, if these countries that you're advocating have a better system, he didn't say it as polished as this, which is really ridiculous. If these countries that your home, where your ancestors come from, have a better political system than America, then why don't you go back there or correct it with the ideas you have from here? Why are you trying to change the system of a republic of an individual's right to his property and to his and to his life into into a system that resembles those countries your ancestors left. I don't understand. That's what he should have said. He should have said it as a question and he wouldn't have been able to be labeled racist, but he did the bumper sticker one because here's the reality. The people that love Donald Trump love that. They love it. They put my, they love that shit. They love it. 
Great, hey, 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 great, he's right. And immigrants, too, who, are, who respect why they left. And ironically, new immigrants, who are often the most patriotic Americans you can find, they love it, too, because they're here for freedom and liberty, and they don't want to live under tyranny. So I think it was a, 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 I don't think it was a strategy. I think he fell into it. I think it'll come out benefiting him. But in the meantime, it hurts us. Because what Donald Trump is advocating when it comes to controlling of the Federal Reserve and a centralized uh, trade enforcement agency that gets to decide where countries' businessmen get to interact with, he's just slightly better than them. But he's not better. Slightly. Slightly. A little bit. And we're losing the argument of the freedom, the liberty, the property rights that we all pretend conservatism and the Republican Party stands for. And what happens is the machine is bigger than Donald Trump. And whether you believe, you know, and, and my strongest point of Donald Trump is his foreign policy. And you know what it's going to really do? Aside from the, 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 the little choices here and there, it's not going to get us out of any of these wars. Because they're bigger than Donald Trump. In fact, he's going to be forced to expand them. And the beat goes on. And the, and the power and influence of the defense contractor in the government is at, at, at a level we can't even fathom. And the debt increases and the spending increases and there's a debt ceiling and the taxes go up, right? Because you can't, you can't have a conservative economy when every year tax revenue goes up and the manipulated GDP is stagnant. And it's manipulated. It's based on government spending. And all you have to do is look at the numbers. So until you get back to the fundamental principles on something as simple as does the government have the authority to regulate, control, penalize, and manipulate Google and Facebook, you can't fix the others. It's just the, it's just the hopscotch of freedom. You can't skip over anything. You have to have the fundamental principle of, I'm sorry, you don't like the way that company works. Don't use it. But it's their company. And I don't care if it's advocated by Ted Cruz I don't care if it's advocated by Mitch McConnell or Dick Durbin or Ocasio-Cortez or, 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 or Ronald Reagan comes back to life and tells me they're wrong. They're all wrong. It's always the private company. It's always the property of the creator of said company. Even when he sells stock and it's a publicly traded company, he's still the one in control. And if you don't like it, sell your stock or take over the board and vote them out. There are laws in place to control the property rights of corporations. There are laws absent from the government control of them. All they can do is tax and penalize them. And you know what's funny? Earlier this week, uh, they came to a settlement, $5 billion in Facebook for data breaches. So everybody's data was taken by Facebook, allegedly, right? And uh, the government didn't like what they did with the data, how they were able to pick out what you were going to look for next month. They didn't like it, so they fined them $5 billion. And who got the, any of the $5 billion? Any of the people whose data was taken? Absolutely not. It's a backdoor tax, so the government rakes it in again. And there's the Republicans. Yeah, good, get them! Get them! How stupid are you? How stupid are you? I guess if you're, if you're cheering... For, for uh, 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 Cruz and, and, and Prager to backdoor nationalize YouTube and Google? There's your answer. But make certain 
You may be on the team and you may be rah-rah and you may yell you're conservative, but don't ever tell anybody you have any principles. Don't ever tell anybody you believe in fundamentals because you don't. You just need the right guy to tell you it's okay to be a tyrant and you're all in. Get back to the principles or you're never going to. And you know what? The older I get, the more I'm starting to realize we're not going to. Come on. We're not going to. We're not going to. When Republicans do something as, 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 as simplistic as simplistic as as tell me how great presidents were who uh, imprisoned people for free speech over the over the the last century tell me how righteous they were as they imposed anti-american principles and seized property imprisoned people for speaking free i'm talking specifically about lincoln by the way if you think i'm wrong read the book every once in a while called unmasked lincoln by di lorenzo educate yourselves a little bit of what tyranny looks like when it's sold by a Republican. And then maybe you'd even stumble upon what that civil war was really about. Anyway, I've had a good time. Got to go open the other business because the faster I open it, the faster I can close it. And here's the other thing. In Illinois, you're going to see businesses closing because here's the reality. I put the cigar store up for sale, but I didn't really you know, put it up for sale. I told you guys. I told a couple of people that moved in. I'm going to close this son of a bitch pretty soon. Because I'm not going to get knuckled under as my licensing fees all doubled. Doubled. Taxes on everything doubled. The, the, when you take a dollar out of an Illinoisan's pocket, that's less money he could spend on things he wants on consumption. You've got an industry, you've got, a, you've got an economy set up on service and consumption. And you tax the people, they can't keep those businesses in business anymore. Not to mention, what the hell am I doing it for anyway? So I could pay my taxes every twice a month to these son of a bitches who hate me? They declared war on the free man in Illinois. That's why you have to get the hell out. Can you see, kid? I'm disgusted. I've been back for, what, eight hours? I'm already sick of it. All right, listen, I'll be here uh, Sunday night. I don't think we have any listeners after today's show, after I basically said you're all dumb. But anyway, we'll be back Sunday night for the Liberty Hour, 8 to 9. And then next week, if I don't go back and I really want to, we'll be here Tuesday and um, Wednesday. I think I'm scheduled for Tuesday and Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Liberty Hour podcast. Oh, and another thing. Let me stop it right now. You know, when I Googled, there's some these punks out there that stole Liberty Hours. Did you see it? They're two hermaphrodites who stole Liberty Hours, and they walk around. They're your age. So you probably, you probably went that transgender school you went to. You probably know these punks. Anyway, when I find these guys, we're going to see who's got the Liberty Hour and who's got the hours. I'll fight you for the yes. Anybody want to fight for the yes? All right, we'll be back Sunday night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.